بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبو القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما قبيلة الله بالعربين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أعمال المصائب اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الله وأكرمني من نور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن عونك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين. We continue our discussion about manners of discussion and studying. We already talked about manners of mubahatha. Now we want to talk about manners of studying, reading. Before I go into the manners, I should talk about the significance of reading and studying. I believe a very important part of rationality is interest in learning. Rational people are those who feel the thirst for knowledge. Because what does rational people need to be able to carry on knowledge? Knowledge for rational person is like food for body. Without food, your body cannot survive. Okay? Without air, without water, your body cannot survive. Without knowledge, your reason cannot survive, cannot function. So knowledge is like petrol or like fuel, like air for intellect. So as a result, rational people are greatly interested in anything that can help them in learning. Because learning is important, then any way that you can learn something becomes important. For rational people, listening is very important. In some of the lectures about rationality, I have said that a requirement of rationality is to be willing to listen, not to speak. To speak is not necessarily a sign of rationality. To listen is a sign. To discuss is a sign. Because discuss is different from speaking. A speaking is just expression. But listening and discussion means that you want to receive. You are happy to share, but you want to receive. Those who just want to speak, it means that I know everything. I don't need to learn. It's a problem. So if you are rational, you want to receive information, ideas, thoughts, data, even criticism, comments, feedback, because this is the way for your aql to carry on. Without this, your aql cannot function. 
So listening. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَبَشِّرْ عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقَوْلِ فَيَتَّبِعُونَ أَحْسَنَ Give Bishara to my servants who listen to Al-Qawl. Not only to, for example, a speech of one person or one type of speech. Al-Qawl. They are willing to listen to any speech. But, ahsana. Then they choose the best. This means that this is for the people who have ability to discern. So those who are not able to discern, we are not encouraging them to listen to everything. But those who are able to discern, and everyone should try to reach the level of being able to make this distinction, then they should listen to people who agree with, or they don't agree with, religious, non-religious, they listen, friends, enemies, if you have the ability of discerning, you should listen, but choose the best. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say after this? These are the people that Allah has guided, and these are rational people. These are ulul albab. Listening is a sign of being ulul albab. Discussion. Because of discussion involving listening. Okay? Not because of speaking. Speaking and listening. If there is speaking and listening, then this is also a sign. Yes? What sort of, what do you check the Quran? I don't remember. Yes. But you can find it. Also, uh, the, the rational people also they need the, a lot of logic for they can make uh, rational arguments. Yes, they have to train themselves because logic is the way our mind works. But you have to train yourself, you know. So, listening, discussion, reading. Reading is a very important way of receiving information. And therefore, my suggestion is we have to put this in our educational system to make our children, our students interested in reading. You know, I just want you to look at, you know, uh, people around you, in family, in workplace. Don't you find that people who have the habit of reading are normally more rational, mm. more reasonable? Yes. yes. The people who read more, they are more serious about, you know, ideas. They are more rational. I'm not saying necessarily, but it's more likely. Because these are the people who have taken knowledge seriously. And they want to live according to knowledge, so therefore they have interest in reading. So it's very important to be uh, training ourselves to read more. Uh, sometimes 
rationality may come with questioning, with challenging, sometimes may not. For example, for a person who goes to primary school, rationality doesn't come with criticism. It's wrong to think that if we want to make them rational, we have to tell them not to believe in anything unless you question and challenge. No, for that age, this is not a requirement of rationality. But to make them interested in learning, in listening, in discussing, in reading, I think this is something that you can do it even from a very young age. So reading is very important. And reading should not be, again, something that you restrict it only to something. Like, yastamaun al-qawl, anything that can be useful, you should be willing to listen. Also, reading should be for anything that can help you. Some people say, I have only interest in reading, for example, novels. politics. Or I have only reading novels. Or I have only interest in reading jokes. <laughs> no. Any text that can help you increase your knowledge, you have to have interest. Actually, those texts which are more useful sometimes are less entertaining. Yeah? Like the difference between healthy food and delicious food. Sometimes something healthy is delicious, but sometimes they are just delicious because they add something to make it tasty, but not necessarily healthy. So there are readings which you entertain yourself by this reading, but not necessarily learning from. Unfortunately, sometimes people don't read, or if they read, they read just something that gives them quick pleasure, quick satisfaction. Or they don't read something which is lengthy. They just want to read a few minutes. I think every day at least one hour we should be reading or studying. At least for every person, no matter how difficult is his job, at least one hour per day for your mind, you need to be involved, either listening or discussion or reading. It's very important. At least one hour, not for Talabe, for Talabe is more than this. I say even for, a, for example, I don't know, a driver, a policeman, a postman, a medical doctor, one hour per day, I think is very important. This can be reflection on the Quran, can be reading a new book, can be listening, but your soul, your mind needs this one hour. 23 hours for your body sleeping or making food or you know making money, whatever. But one hour is the minimum. Some people, alhamdulillah, they have some type of job or work or situation that they can have more. But this one hour is the minimum. For everyone, one hour is necessary. And reading is very important. Why? Because if you just say, okay, I only listen to lecture, but maybe you don't find lecture available on every subject. Maybe something is new and still 
no lecture on it. And normally, if it's a good text, it has more structure. Because it's not that every lecturer speaks in an organized way. Some people speak in organized way. Some people just give you bits and pieces. So listening is good. Discussion is good. But still, there are many cases for which you need reading. So my idea is that we need to make reading part of our life. Especially serious reading. Maybe for children, we can start with, you know, giving them stories, these type of things, you know, funny things, you know, to read, but to make them friend with books. Mm -hmm. But gradually, mm -hmm. it should become more serious. Yes? I don't know if you're in your opinion. Uh, not all the books are uh, good for me. Yes. So you have to have a way to understand which book is good to read. Inshallah, I will talk about this. Uh, you are right. It's not that every book is worth reading. Because some books just waste your time. Some books can be even harmful. Sometimes, for example, you read a book about you know some crimes, you know some these stories, then it keeps your mind you know busy, and even your unconscious mind becomes busy. It's useless or harmful. Uh, it's very important what to read. But what I want to say is that certainly reading has to be part of our life. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first thing that communicated to Rasulullah was iqra. Iqra is this very important. If we understand the significance of this iqra, and our you know Quran is Quran means something to be read, then we realize that reading should be part of our life. Yes. Yeah, is there any recommendation for us, the students, that we should read at least that much, minimum? For students, there is no limit. Any opportunity you get, you have to study. But I'm saying for all people, minimum is one hour. But for students, as much as possible. Maybe 12 hours, depending. Maybe you have to work and study, then can be less. But any opportunity that you get as a student, you have to study. Either by reading or writing or discussing. Because writing is also important. So we'll talk about also writing. So for us, as rational beings, and especially for us as Muslims, reading is very important. Our life has to be based on reading. And nowadays, with this trend of less reading and emphasizing more on, you know, watching or listening or just reading few words you know, in this age of, age of Twitter, we have to work extra so that 
we don't lose this habit of reading. Even in the past, maybe our reading was not enough. In some cultures, you know, maybe they read much more than average, you know, Muslim. But there are some countries that everyone reads. Even the people who are poor, they have something to read. We have to read more. But now we have to be more careful because this is even going to be badly affected by the current, you know, trend that you just go after instant things. Just in Ottawa, you know, when I was talking about rationality and, you know, about self-knowledge, I said, in general, I'm saying general, in general, instant things are not good. I'm not saying always, but I'm saying, because there is no depth, there is no maturity, there is no development. Yeah? There is a difference between a food that you cook and just, you know, you put something, you know, together and you eat. Between the tea that you brew and tea bag. There's a difference. Father? Sometimes people in five minutes become friends. Instant friendship is a problem. Friendship needs to be brewed. Yeah? So you have to spend some time. You can, you know, be very friendly, but to be friend is different. Don't easily become friend and befriend people. It needs a little time. It needs a little patience. Few time test that person. Okay? Then choose him as a friend. Some people, for example, quickly they get engaged. Quickly they get married. And then you see they have problems. I'm not saying to delay it unnecessarily, but I'm saying don't do everything fast, fast. And everyone wants you to do things fast. Yeah? They want to rush you. Even, you know, this... People who want to sell their products. They say, this is an offer that only is for today. <laughs> and this is rubbish, you know. They had this offer, you know, for a long time. No one is buying from them. But this is only for today. So that you don't have time to think, to double check, to ask someone. You'll say, just today. Because when you take your time, you ask other people, you double check, maybe you say no. But if you do it quickly. So, pardon? Yes. This is kind of immoral marketing to put people under pressure that they should you know, make the decision quickly. So, what I want to say is that unfortunately there is such a trend to make things fast and short mm -hmm. and shallow. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Gradually, then they can program all of us. Because if people do things fast and in a shallow way, and what? In a short time, then they can program you. Because if you are using only 5% of your 
brain, you can easily be programmed. Those who are thoughtful, it's very difficult to program them. Maybe they cannot even program them. The people that as soon as they, saw, they see something, they buy it, you can program them. The people who think, who consult, it's not easy to program them. Okay? So, actually, there is a difference between human beings and animals. In some lectures I have explained this. For example, in the introduction to e-ethics, the lecture in Oxford, I think some of you watched it. I explained the difference between human beings and animals is in the sophistication that is there between seeing something and making a decision. Animals, as soon as they see something, they make the decision. If you see a cat which is hungry and there is a mouth, quickly cat is going after the mouth. And therefore you can predict. If there's one million cats, they do the same thing. They are intrigued by this. And also the mouse, when sees the cat, runs away. There is no other way. Human beings, if they see an enemy or a friend, they may give different responses. Human beings are supposed to think, to reflect, to consult, make response, and over time make the responses better and better. Responses of animals over centuries are the same. Because they never reflect on the response, they never learn lessons, they never improve it. It's just as it is. But we are supposed to make it better and better. I'm not saying to make it, you know, something very much consuming time because sometimes it needs more time sometimes you have already established you know pattern it's a matter of sophistication not a matter of time necessarily there are people that they spend lots of time but they make silly decisions you know i have seen people of course i don't want to generalize and you know please if someone who's had this experience, you know, don't take me as an offense. But I have seen people, for example, who were not able to make decision about marriage. Mm -hmm. They delayed marriage 20 years, mm -hmm. and then they had divorce. Mm -hmm. So it's not that 20 years of waiting has made them better in their decision. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of just taking your time. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of taking your time, but also learning from other people's experiences, you know, consultation, rationality. And sometimes maybe you have to take a risk. Something that I would like also to discuss one time with you. I think for success, you need sometimes to take risk, but this risk has to be measured and well studied. If you say, I don't want to take any risk, I don't think you can make big success in your life. Sometimes you need a little risk, you know? It's not that everything 100% becomes clear for you, and you do it. Married, in a sense, a kind of risk. Even if you ask everyone. And you know, 
and spend lots of hours, finally there is a little at least risk. Even if you marry your cousin, there is a risk. Yeah? You cannot say, no, I know everything. Even you don't know your brother or sister, if they marry, how they become. You know, if you don't know your child, you know, if he or she marries, what he or she would become. Because human beings are very complicated. So even if someone has been brought up in your family, you don't know would be a good husband or good wife. So there is a sense of risk. We cannot avoid risk. If you don't want to take any risk, I think your life would be very, you know, poor. But how to take risk? I think successful people who are able to make good risks. You need to be good in this So, pardon? Yes. So courage means a little sense of taking risk. Anyway, what I want to say is that we need to, we need to be not necessarily delaying and delaying and, you know, become, you know, uh, as we say, vaswasi, in the sense that we can never make up our mind. This is not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that also don't rush. Be patient and spend sufficient time, not more than necessary. But don't think that you have to make all the decisions very, very fast. Sometimes, if it's already known to you, you have experience, you don't need to spend lots of time because you have already checked it before. But sometimes something is new, you have to take careful you know, study. Anyway, rational people, they have very sophisticated way of making decisions. Sophisticated, not necessarily take, take, uh, uh, taking time, but very sophisticated, okay? And rational people, normally, you can predict them. Emotional people, you cannot predict them. You know, you say, I don't know what happened, you know, today when I said this, he or she became angry. Every day it was happy. Sometimes you cannot predict them. Unless you know which emotional pattern, you know, works, then you can predict them. But people who are rational, then you can always predict. You know, for example, what type of things make them happy, what type of things make them unhappy. Because they are rational. They are not, you know, acting according to just situation. So, for us, reading is very important. Thinking is very important. Listening, discussing, consultation, asking for feedback. How can a rational person say, I don't need feedback? I did my, uh, for example, some people say, I did Qurbat and Allah. Okay, you did Qurbat and Allah, but did it work or not? You have to ask for feedback. Sometimes, you know, for example, I give lecture. I ask people, how was my lecture? If my intention is, how was my lecture in the sense of, please praise me. You know, please tell me that it was good. This is not, of course, good. But if I honestly ask for feedback, this is good. Because we are 
always in need of feedback. Otherwise, how can we understand and measure the success? Pardon? Yes. So a rational person always is in need of getting feedback from people. It's very important because by getting feedback, you can understand whether your approach was correct or not, whether what you emphasized and was not was correct or not, what other people you know got from your message. Sometimes maybe the feedback is not necessarily followed, but at least you have to know. For example, maybe you have an audience that you know there is something wrong with them and you want to change them. And this feedback is just to understand the pain <laughs> which is involved there. It doesn't mean you change your, you know, your talk according to feedback. You know? So I'm not saying get feedback and then act according to what people tell you. But I'm saying you have to get feedback. Whether you want to act according to their feedback or not is another issue. A rational person can sometimes ignore what the people say because he knows there is a problem. But you have to be really in control of your emotion. It's not that you, know, you just want to be close-minded and don't bother about feedback. You are interested in Okay, so I think reading is very important. And now, with this culture, making things very fast, very shallow, we have to really work hard to have this habit of reading. Now, a few questions come. What to read? And how to read? And how to make sure that our reading produces best results. Because our life is very limited, we cannot, you know, waste our time on reading anything which becomes available. So, I go to, for example, I don't know, underground, they give me free newspaper. So I say, okay, let me read this. 30, 40 pages, you know, I spend half an hour, one hour on this. I'm not against it, but I'm saying just because they have given you free, it doesn't mean that you, your time is free. They don't charge you for paper, but they are charging you with your time. Your time is very precious. Yes. If it's good, no problem. But I'm saying. Maybe for you is good, but if someone knows English. So, so I'm saying, just because they give you free literature. It doesn't mean it's good. It can be even free Islamic literature. You know, there are people, you know, in some streets, they give you free Islamic literature. It's good for learning English. For, the... for learning English, but is it the most useful thing? There can be things that which are more useful. So, I am not judging because every case can be different, but I'm saying that your time is very precious. And you should not just read something because it has been given to you free, yeah? Or because, for example, this is available. Some of the things not to read them is better. Some of the things not to read them and read them is equal. We should only read those things that if we don't read them, we lose. You wanted to say something? Yeah. Someone raised hand? Yes. 
Was ist das? Ich so eine Hand oben. Okay, sorry. Yes. So we talk about how to read. Inshallah. What to read now? Inshallah we come to that. So to be free it's not good reason. To be available is not good reason. To be printed on nice paper is not you know, good reason. To be colorful or having pictures. You know, some people when there are two texts, they only choose the one which has pictures or the one which is colorful. Maybe for children, this is a good way to decide. But for adult and rational people, this is not a good way to... Maybe some of the most useful texts never come you know, in color or never come you know, with uh, glossy papers. It's like, for example, uh, food. Sometimes you see the food which is very healthy, doesn't come with nice packing. But those which are not very healthy, they put it in you know, lots of, you know, beautiful, you know, papers and packing and wrapping. Yeah? So this is not a way to distinguish between good text to read and bad text to read. You have to be selective. I think every person should have for himself or herself a reading list. If you are a student, the most natural choice for you is your textbooks. But even a student maybe has some time extra, or maybe cannot always read the textbooks, needs to read other subjects. So you should have another reading list. And this reading list can be for next six months or one year. So I have seen some people, you know, have long reading list because when they come across a very good book they put in a reading list and there is a queue so i read this then because sometimes you know people they are not patient as soon as they see a new book they leave aside the book that they were reading this is not good they can never complete you know anything mm. so if you come across a good book Put in the waiting list. This gives you momentum to finish the book that you are studying. Yes. Which is the best moment for uh, reading uh, in the day? And also, uh, in my own case, I that is about how to read. It comes. Uh, and then also, it's like before I read something, I, I need to choose a topic. Yes. For example, I want to choose a topic. We will. So I want to pick up one book, two books, three books, so to pick up this for free will. Even if this, I don't need all the book, but I just read that part. Then other day I choose another topic, and then it's like this, I list of my books. I don't know if it's good methods or good, because I want to have not that's why uh, I want to make sense, contrast that sense. Yeah, this is a very good question. Sometimes there is a particular subject which you need to know more about it because for example this part of your study or for example you have to write a paper about it you have to have a presentation or I don't know your uh, child asks you something about this 
Anyway, sometimes a topic comes that you have to know more about it. So you study the texts which are about that. But in general, we should have a reading list which is not based on scattered topics. It's something that can help you with an area of learning, you know? So instead of just, for example, choosing one particular topic about, for example, akhlaq, or one particular topic about, for example, aqaid, it's better if you have reading about akhlaq, which is comprehensive about akhlaq. Because in this way, you can have system. Yeah? So if there is no immediate need, it's better not to read only about one particular topic, to read about a field of study. Especially for the first few years, this is very important. So, you should have a reading list based on priorities, which can vary from person to person, depending on your background, depending on what type of job you have, what type of preparations you need. This can be different. But there is also a way to have a general reading list for people that they can you know, read if, for example, they see they have already done this, so they can go to the next level. Mm -hmm. But for example, for Islamic studies, we can have a reading list that a teenager knows how to read, mm -hmm. adults know how to read, and then those who want to be experts mm -hmm they, of course, go to formal studies. So, what is important is you decide what to read. Not that propaganda or the things which are sent to your house or the emails put you into reading. Yeah? Because many times you read things or watch things without you being in control. This is not good. It's enough that, you know, for example, in the beginning of the day, you have received an email and, you know, sent you a link. If you are not careful, you see, your whole day has been affected. You watch it, and then another thing comes after that, then you comment it, then someone replies to you, and then you see, the whole day has gone. If this was a good choice, no problem, but you, you have to be careful. Maybe it's a blessing that in the early morning you have received this. It can be a blessing, but it can be also not a blessing. You have to decide. So we have to be selective in our reading. We have to be careful about what we read. But definitely we have to read all the time. You cannot stop Reading. Like, you know, you have to be careful about what you eat. Mm -hmm. You have to be selective. Mm -hmm. But you cannot stop eating. Yeah. Yes? You have to continue. So reading has to continue. I like also to know about you know, some techniques that maybe you think how we can make reading part of our life. How can we, for example, train children to develop reading because what I say 
is a policy, but then we need maybe to come up with lots of activities, lots of you know tactics to make this part of our life. So if you have you know, any ideas about this, please share with me and with everyone else so that we know how we can be uh, efficient in our reading, how we can be you know, very much uh, accustomed to reading. This is very important, yes. Uh, I have one uh, opinion about the Hadith Saqalaqs, that I leave among you the Book of Allah and my family. If you hold on to them both, now, for me personally, I see this as a will from the Prophet to every single Muslim. And holding on to the Book of Allah and the family necessitates that we must have a very strong connection with them. Therefore, the minimum would be to read at least several minutes of them every single day. Otherwise, the, the, the strength of the relationship is weak, I think. So, uh, personally, I think perhaps one of the uh, best methods of reading for yourself and for your family and the children and raising a family which is very interested in Islamic uh, reading is to spend maybe uh, 10 minutes as a whole family, not by yourself, with a wife, with the kids, even from when they are babies. Mm -hmm. Just read, for example, one page of the Quran and one narration and uh, try to uh, think about it. Uh, because I think if we compare two, two children, one of them is raised in a family which, is, which doesn't have this arrangement, and another one which is raised in a family where every single day they just read one hadith, for example. After 20 years, this one has heard thousands of narrations. Even if they apply only 1% of these thousands of narrations they've heard, there is a massive difference with the other one. So it's something as simple as 5 or 10 minutes a day. <coughs> Again, here, it's very good, but uh, here, maybe for example, a person says, instead of every day one hadith, every week one hadith. So, for example, you read this hadith today, tomorrow, so the whole week. Maybe this can be more effective, for example. Uh, also, uh, something that you mentioned, you know, came to my mind, is we can also have collective reading. So sometimes you find something good for yourself, sometimes you find it good for your family, or for your friends. Because, as you remember, we said, learning is very much a teamwork. Yeah, it's something that needs circle. Hopefully, a person who is more advanced to help you with those things which are not very clear, but also with the people who are equal in level, because then you can discuss and you can you know engage. So it's very good that if you have friends or with your family members, you can read together the same book and discuss. This makes it more interesting and more uh, beneficial. So. Definitely that's a good idea to read Quran and Hadith. So when I say studying, it includes the Quran and Hadith, but of course we need also to read other texts that help us in understanding the Quran and Hadith. Because if someone doesn't study other subjects and just read the Quran, then I cannot develop the understanding of the Quran. When you read books by ulama, 
it raises your level of understanding of the Quran as well. Yes. Okay, so let me finish then. So, so, so far we talked about the significance of reading and what to read. Inshallah, we continue this discussion next week. Wa akhiru da'awana and alhamdulillah. Oh, my God.